Hello and welcome back to The View from My Soapbox. Whether you're a regular listener or it's your first time tuning in, thank you for being here. I appreciate you and I hope you take something away from this episode. Let's jump right in, shall we? Today I want to talk about what it means and what it takes to be a beginner at something. Generally speaking, we're naturally drawn to things that we're already good at. It takes much less courage and much less emotional exposure to continue to do something at which we've already developed some level of competence, you know, at which we're already confident in our abilities to some extent. For example, I've loved reading my whole life, and I've always been confident in my reading abilities. If there's a class that I'm interested in taking that I know will be heavy on readings, that doesn't necessarily intimidate me and it doesn't hold me back from taking it because my past experience has taught me that reading is nothing to be afraid of. But if, on the other hand, I'm interested in a particular, I don't know, neuroscience course, but I know that it has a significant biochemistry component, for example, I'm far less likely to take that course because my past experience with biology and chemistry make me feel that that's something to fear, something, a bit of a barrier, something that I can't do or can't overcome or should not even try to. It's like I immediately throw up a wall between myself and the thing in question as soon as I identify an element that has challenged my competence before because I perceive that thing as a threat against which I must defend myself. Chances are, you've got certain things that make you throw that wall up, too. For example, math is a really common such thing. As soon as you hear something that sounds remotely mathematical, if math is something you've decided isn't for you, you might instinctively say, oh, I'm not good with numbers. Another one that I notice all the time is actually dance. For many people, unless you're drunk, and sometimes even if you're drunk, you wouldn't dance in front of other people for all the money in the world. Or singing, that's a big one, too. So many people refuse to sing unless they're doing it ironically, and guys, that does not count. Or, okay, another example, running. A friend might ask you to go for a run with her, and before thinking twice, you laugh at her face and say, yeah, thanks, I don't do that. I don't do that. Those four and a half words are all that it takes to impose an arbitrary limitation on yourself for the simple reason that you're afraid to fail. You're afraid to look silly. You'd much rather stick to your comfort zone, stick to the things that you know you're good at. This is just me talking off the cuff here. I don't have any data to back this up, but I would venture a guess that the reason you're limiting yourself in this way is that your self-concept fundamentally depends on your successes. And it's much easier to convince yourself that some things are just not for you than it is to go back to square one and be a beginner again. I'm here to tell you two things. First, your self-concept can survive a little embarrassment, right? And second, being a beginner in one area doesn't make you any less of an expert or competent person in another. This is something that I always try to tell people. For example, there's somebody very close to me who categorically refuses to dance, ever. And this is exactly what I want to tell them every time. Watching you suck at dancing will not make anyone respect you any less for the things that they already respect you for. It'll only make them respect you more, if anything, for your humility and your willingness to get silly. Of course, if you don't enjoy something, like it's straight up not your thing, there are just other things you'd rather do with your time and energy, that is totally cool. There's no reason to force it. But if the things you want in life are on the other side of that thing you're afraid of, it's time to break down that wall. There are some very obvious applications to this principle. For example, 
you hate math, but you know you need to take it in some capacity because your life stream is being a doctor. But I would argue that the vast majority of us want something that's on the other side of fear, whether or not it's that obvious. We want to live full lives. We want to grow. We want to push the limits of what we thought we were capable of. We want to be courageous. We want to feel the fear and do it anyway. And we definitely do not want anyone, including ourselves, telling us what we are and are not capable of. When we confine ourselves to our comfort zones, we resign ourselves to a lifetime of contradictions, a lifetime of tension between what we'd like to do someday, the person we'd like to be if no one's watching, and what we're actually currently doing, who we actually currently are. I think we can do better than that, guys. In fact, I want to make a case for the joy of being a beginner as an adult. I mean, not that I really identify with the word adult, but you know what I mean. I want to make a case for being a lifelong beginner. I actually think there's nothing more exciting than being a beginner at something. And there's nothing more liberating than allowing yourself to be at whatever stage of the process you're at right now. These past few years, it's almost a daily occurrence that I feel like a total novice at half the stuff I'm doing. And looking back, some of my greatest joys in life have come from things that I wasn't already good at. For example, a few months ago, I learned how to dance in heels, and I frequently feel like I have no clue what I'm doing. Pretty much at every class, actually. <laughs> I'm constantly pushing myself to move in ways that my body has never moved before. And yeah, sometimes it's intimidating to dance next to some of the most talented dancers I've ever met. But more than that, it's freaking inspiring to get to learn with them and learn from them. And it's so exciting to be a beginner because for all the times I fuck up and fall over and look like a complete idiot, each time I do get something right, it feels like a huge win. That feeling of climbing a steep learning curve is my favorite thing about being a beginner. Being a beginner is also a fantastic exercise in not taking yourself too seriously, in staying humble, and in recognizing how hard people around you work at their own thing. For example, I used to see famous dancers and think, wow, they're so talented. Like, yes, but also, no, they grind. They're dedicated and committed and have worked so hard to get where they are. And having stood at square one, feeling like a limp noodle that doesn't know what a bevel is, I can respect that grind. I can respect their work so much more because I know what it takes, and I know it doesn't come easy, and I know it takes so much more than just talent. Basically, being a beginner in many different areas gives you a unique perspective on what it's like to walk that road. And it allows you to connect to and understand a much wider range of people. And one last point about being a beginner. I think that it's okay to feel like a beginner at something even when you've been doing it for a while, even when you thought you were getting the hang of it. Sometimes you feel like you take one step forward and two steps back, and I think that's okay too. Every day I'm learning how to be a better friend, for example, how to be a better girlfriend, oh my gosh, how to be a better daughter and sister. I don't think that's something you ever become an expert at, something you ever get completely right, so allow yourself to still be learning. I need to remind myself this when I feel like I've got no idea what I'm doing in my relationship. I'm allowed to be a beginner at this. I'm allowed to make mistakes. I've always cooked and baked, alright, but when I fuck up my eggs, I don't feel like a garbage monster that's no good at anything. I just 
eat my overcooked yolks and try not to do it again. Why should it be any different with my relationship or with anything else I do for that matter? When it comes to my mental health, it doesn't matter how many books I read or podcasts I listen to. Sometimes I forget everything I've learned and I'm awful to myself and I feel knocked down. But that doesn't make me give up because I know deep down that I can be a beginner as long as I need and so can you. It doesn't matter how long you've worked at something. Life doesn't owe it to you to just let you get good at something as fast as you choose to want. I mean, you need to honor the pace of your own learning. Embrace whatever stage you happen to be at without self-judgment and allow yourself to be a beginner as long as you need, as long as it takes to get to where you want to be. Learning is lifelong, and sometimes the most important lessons need to be learned and relearned many, many, many times over before they stick. Keep persevering, because on the other side of that, there are all your goals. And along the way, there's great resilience and grit to be gained, and you have nothing to lose but your pride. All right, so go out into the world, be a beginner, take care of your mind as best you can, all right? Have a good week, everybody. We will talk soon. I promise. Until then, if you have a minute to spare, I would love it if you leave a review or a rating. Um, and if you followed me on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And even if you don't, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Until we talk again, be gentle with yourselves. Honor the learning process and do not forget to enjoy your life. Take care.